All right, Larry. So now we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons Dice Masters: The Battle for Faerun. This is designed by Eric Lang and Mike Elliott and published by WizKids Games. The starter set comes with eight characters and three cards and two dice for each of those characters. Also comes with ten basic action cards, basic action dice, NPC dice, which are the new sidekicks, and dice bags, which are just as cruddy as they've <laughs> always been. Keeping that price point down, though. Oh, they are a little bit better than the first gen You just bags. have your... I, I think they're a next grade up of Tyvek. I, from my uncanny starter set, uh-huh. opened it, stuck my hand in, and the bag ripped. Yeah, but you do have pretty, yeah, pretty true. big, pretty big mm-hmm. old. Uh, what does he call them in Sin City? My mitts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big so, mitts. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we just both have the bag, like felt bags or yeah, cloth yeah. bags that we're going to use anyway. So th- that doesn't even matter. You can throw those away. Yeah. So affiliations include Emerald Enclave, the Harpers, Lords Alliance, Order of the Gauntlet, the Zinterim, and Monsters. There's also good, neutral, and evil symbols. And um, other symbols include, uh, oh, there's, okay, so tell us about, are there any other symbols? I feel like there's three symbols. So there's like the good, neutral, evil, there's the uh, affiliation, and then there's the equipable. Yeah, there's uh, characters, and then there's monsters, and there's also some that aren't either. So there is kind of three more. Monsters would be um, classic monsters that you would fight in Dungeons & Dragons. Almost never player characters are those. So when an adventurer, one with that equipable icon, kills a monster, he gets experience. So the, the black monster banner does that. Some don't have that and aren't equipable, and then... The rest are adventurers. They're they have that equip equipment symbol. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of iconography going on here, but it's really good. So Larry, in this game, and one of the things I was so excited about, besides uh, the theme being so cool, mm-hmm. but as far as they're upping the ante on dice masters mm-hmm. uh, and the strategy and just the depth of it, honestly, is items and spells. Yes. So talk to us about the items and spells, how they work, and how cool they're really cool yeah so all right so avx came out we had a couple of cards that weren't characters but they actually shield yeah thor's uh, hammer yeah those two those were the ones i'm pretty sure yeah that's the only two i believe so yeah Yeah. and um so they functioned like characters in that you couldn't they weren't basic actions where everybody could buy them you brought them and you could buy them and use them but they worked like they were called non-basic actions Mm -hmm. so in keeping with the theme they are brilliant, and they made all of the basic action spells, and all the non-basic actions are spells and or equipment. Yeah. So what you get are things that you can put onto other dice in the way that you could put Cap's shield on to protect somebody else or use Thor's hammer like he's throwing it and hitting a bunch of villains. But it's so good to the theme. Yeah. I mean... It really is. Getting your adventure, getting experience adding a magic helmet and magic flaming sword in their hand and having them fling spells. It is so cool. Um, so basic, the basic actions are all spells, and then there's a few non-basic actions that are spells, limited wish, and I think there's one mm-hmm. other one, and then there's magic helmet and magic. So we don't have a ton yet, but just the idea and then having mm-hmm. them there is is yeah good news. And you've got uh, three versions of each of those. Oh, yeah. So there's um, And total- the basic actions, I think they're... Really cool because it's your classic D and D spells: magic missile, uh, cone of cold. You yeah, know. all seminal spells, like really mm-hmm. ones you're you're gonna have within a few levels, or ones you really want at later levels. Yeah, for Fire, sure. Fireball, um, polymorph, stinking cloud, which is like a first level. Yeah, <laughs> but it's actually sort of useful. One, uh-huh. of, one of them. So, uh, um, 
what else is new about this game uh, that's not in the other ones? I know we've got some new keywords. Yes. So, basically, like magic, there's stuff going on on these cards, and they wanted to sort of summate it so that they could just put one word rather than having to fill every card with text. Oh, um, just before I forget, these uh, the text boxes on these cards are like 80 85%. Uh, opaque so you can see through them and they look a lot more like full art cards the cards look amazing they're on a better stock than the first round of cards were and the dice are quite a bit better quality wise i think i've seen a couple of mistakes like mess ups that people Mm -hmm. have posted on facebook but overall they're a lot better looking than the first either of the first the cards do look great and a lot of the art is straight from uh D fifth edition and some from 3.5 and they look awesome yeah um so yeah we uh we get keywords so that there was a, a card in a Yu-Gi-Oh! Horn of the Unicorn, and there was a card in AVX Throne Car that had Trample. If you know what magic is, it's it's Trample, but uh, they call it Overcrush, and so we got that as a keyword. Um, the rest are relatively new. Some yeah. characters did stuff like it, but mm-hmm. to put them into keywords and kind of codify them, just, again, it's just better for future. To go across the set. Yeah, yeah it's just better for the future because we don't have to see all these texts, and we'll just know what these mm-hmm. are. So we have Regenerate, which is if that character gets knocked out, you re-roll them. If you roll a character, they go back. They, they just back up there. Swarm, um, if you have a character that has Swarm in the field and you draw another of that character from the bag, you just automatically draw an extra die. So you've That's got, pretty a, cool. got a Sturge out in the field. Draw three dice, one of them is Sturge, you draw another one. If it's a Sturge, you draw another one. Uh, I mean, it could really chain yeah. up. Um, experience, which we, we kind of touched on that. If an adventure character kills a monster, they get a little token on them that gives them a plus one, plus one. And, and that plus one, plus one goes on the card. Yes. So every die you buy of that character has that plus one, plus one Yeah. for, for the rest of the game. Yeah, or that... Um, yeah. There's ways to take it off. Yeah, and there's like a the co- zombie. Is that right? Yeah, or vampire. Yeah, the vampire. And there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of questions up in the in the big WizKids FAQ about exactly some of this stuff. It's looking like it's not going to be really useful cross sets because if somebody doesn't bring a monster for you to kill, yeah. you can't gain any. But within the set, and that's where I think D and D is shining brighter than any set. Playing in just D and D, it plays amazing. It's so thematic and so much fun. There's a few things um, that are cool that you'd want to mix out, but just how well it works with itself. The one game you and I played the other day when uh, we played with just D&D was probably the most fun I've ever had with Dice Masters. It is so much fun, Lance. And it, every every D&D only game I've been has been like that. And I love, I to- told you about it, like if I'm playing with Wolverine, Rogue, Professor X, and like an oddball like Pyro or some other, I'm always like saying what they would be saying. Yeah. Like, you know, Cyclops is like, get up there and you know i'm always making whatever the scenario is in the story in my head a comic yeah. book and um this one is the i mean it is like you are playing D. yeah you can sure. make a deck that's all adventures and be fighting monsters or you just know, have a dragon horde and yeah or a swarm deck with all these little monsters but they kind of they're mm-hmm. horde so they pile up and yeah or like a, an evil character who an evil character who has a mummy a zombie and a skeleton and a vampire like who controls undead like you can really theme it out man it is so cool man um so we talked about regenerate swarm experience uh equip and that's just we talked about some of those non-basic actions being helmets and swords and you can put those on them and they give your character whatever that Mm -hmm. boost is um over crush we also talked about it's any damage you deal in excess of 
the character you're attacking's defense goes straight to the player. Yeah, that was always trample was always my favorite thing in Magic. Yeah, it's always my absolute favorite keyword. Yeah, and it, it's it's um, so it, useful. Yeah, this is one of the most frustrating things. Is like, oh, I'm attacking with a six, and oh, they blocked it with a two. So yeah, or a one. Yeah, you know, Wolverine. He's uh he's a character who's had a couple of of like effects like that. Uh, Throne Car did it, but yeah, we got it as an ability on a lot yeah. of these guys now. Energy Drain, which I I don't. This one's a little bit. I haven't gotten too many undead, and I know it's on a lot of. I know it's on the vampire from the basic set. I think it's on a mummy. I'm not 100 percent clear on what that one is. I haven't used it that much. And then breath weapon, which is kind of a um, a tim is what they call it, or a tim or a um, your plink. It's just a, a way to get it through a little extra damage or f- a clear the field of a bunch of smaller characters. Yeah. And it's so thematic because all the dragons have it. Yeah. And you basically, if it's breath weapon two. Whenever you attack with the breath weapon, you pay two and do two damage to all characters in the field and the player uh, on the other side. You know, um, it's just so thematic and cool. And there's um, awesome man. So any cards standing out so far as like the really good cards? So I mean, you deal a lot in the meta of the game, like a lot more than I've ever looked into. So uh, as far as the meta of the game goes and the general dice masters uh, community and for yourself, like what are some of the best cards? Uh, well. I will say, okay, some of the stuff um, isn't so good for the meta because it only works in set. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, there's a unicorn that gives plus two, plus two to all good characters. And um, there's a treant that also gives bad characters minus two, minus two. So that's really cool in the set. And, like, I've already seen a lot of people are house ruling. Well, all the villains from DC, Marvel, whatever, they're going to be evil. Anybody (laughs) without an affiliation is uh, is neutral, and then whoever... Has these like Avengers, Avenger. or yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and it it, it helps to be a little bit more available uh-huh. across sets. Um, but in tournament play, that's not going to exist. No, 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 it's not. And um, let's see, there's a couple more that are pretty cool. Just the breath weapon in of itself is on a lot of the dragons. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it can be devastating. Um, formerly, there's there's a couple ways to really clear a field, a really full field, so you can get some attacks through. But it usually was some special ability, like the spider bomb or something, or distractioning everybody away with a massive amount of masks. D and I don't know. I haven't really nothing is standing out huge yet. I yeah. haven't bought nearly as much of this one as I have the other. I've been uh-huh. following it, but mainly everybody's just playing it with itself or with very little mixing and saying, "How much fun is this by itself?" Yeah, people are really super hyped on it, and it plays so fun by itself. And the the cards, like I mean, it's always fun to look at Dice Masters cards and see how their power is thematic. Yeah, but this one, like especially on some of them, like Gelatinous Cube, like getting people stuck in the Gelatinous yeah. Cube stuff like I mean, that classic i can't wait till they add in like so many more weapons like adding on a um like a a bow and arrow to a ranger character like uh this item gives all characters plus one plus one gives rangers plus two plus two yeah or like cool stuff like that yeah like there's so much they can do with it and you know they will and um i will say this not many elves or dwarves like yeah that's what i was thought was really missing like Mm. Not so much of the like races. Yeah, there's a couple, but not. You're right. There's not many. There's uh, human paladin, dwarf cleric standout, uh, drow. Uh, there's a drow something. I can't remember what her name is exactly. Drow assassin. Oh, and there's yeah, the elf wizard. Yeah, there's elf wizard. Um, but they're they kind of went along race lines. Pretty. I mean, yeah. dwarf cleric. Uh, he's like the starter character. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you get like, but there was a lot more like. I guess it's cool to have more interesting stuff like a treant and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, it's only going to get better. I will say this of one card that seems pretty powerful right now is the promo card. If you bought your starter in yeah. a store, you got uh, Minskin Boo, which are characters you told me from Baldur's Gate. Uh-huh. I didn't. And my main experience with uh, Forgotten Realms is in a couple of the older computer games, Ruins of Mithranor, uh, and we've played one big Neverwinter. Cam- oh yeah, Neverwinter Nights. I played one big campaign. You and I played in together, set in uh, Forgotten Realms. Uh-huh. But my main knowledge about it comes from a big fat stack of of Forgotten Realms novels that yeah. I've read. So I'm not. So, I know a lot of uh, like I know a lot of members of Emerald Enclave and Lords Alliance and Zentarum. But like, oh, I've never heard of the Order of the Gauntlet. I'm not sure what they are. But um, the Minskin Boo, he is brutal. He is very mean. Uh, and he's got a max one die, right? Yes. So getting the one die with the promo card is all you ever need of him. And he is. And we both got one of those. Yes. And so he, what does he do? He uh, basically he gets an experience at the end of every turn that he's fielding, no matter what. He gets plus one, plus one at the end of the turn. And you can pay one of those to essentially do the, I, I want to say it's the Relentless. Uh, also, there's a Professor X, uh, not a Professor X, a Mr. Fantastic that has the global pay a mask, target character must ta- must attack. You can pay experience tokens off of Minskin Boo to make your one of your opponent's characters attack. And then just take them out. like Just clean house. I mean, you can keep them from building their board. You can, if you... Once he's got enough, once Minskin Boo's got enough of those experience tokens, he can basically take down anybody. If and promos are all tournament legal in Dice Masters, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good question. I've always seen them played. Yeah, like the teamwork card was played right after it came out. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think I think the tournament ruling is what uh, I think it's like one week after yeah. the set has been out, there will be tournament legal. So I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I'd have to check to be 100 percent sure. And he seems he won't be nearly as much of a player cross set but it says on his card he gets one every turn yeah. so even in games with no other he seems like he could be a real because you don't need the mon- you don't need to kill a monster no he's just getting them at the end of every turn and he's also already on his high side i think on level three he's a six six or a seven mm-hmm. seven something strong so um that is one card that stands out but uh, not everybody's going to have that but that's kind of the nature of the beast with a promo card you get some that are really cool in conjunction with other cards but not everybody gets them so i'm just loving these cards man the like the art on them i mean like that treant card makes me want that treant character so bad yeah i mean the dragons everything is cool so let's talk about uh some of the um mixing the sets okay. so you said and you're right how much fun it is playing D&D by itself. But what is it like mixing the sets? Does it work? Does it... I mean, I know it doesn't work as good as just playing D&D by itself. Yeah, yeah. But how is it? Um, You know... Or have you done it very much? Yeah, we have. Um, My wife and I played uh, numerous games. She's primarily a Yu-Gi-Oh player. She watched Yu-Gi-Oh at some distant point in the past. She never played the trading card game, but she knows something about the character, so they mean something to her. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple dragon battles uh, where I had... Uh, dragons from D&D and a couple of superheroes and she had her Yu-Gi-Oh cards and she, she really likes the basic actions from D&D and the non-basic spells. Yeah, She uses those um, and her Yu-Gi-Oh cards mainly but she also picks a superhero now and then. So we've done a couple. We, I haven't played nearly as much of just the as I have of the single set by itself. But it works. Um, there's a few we've already talked about you don't get any experience with this character, but there's still some really good cards, and they 
most for the most part, they're not completely useless crossing sets. It's just you wish that that was true yeah. or something. You wish that monster meant Yu-Gi-Oh characters too. And I'm sure people will house rule that one so that they can play a little bit more cross set with Yu-Gi-Oh. But yeah, um, yeah it, um, they're definitely fully functioning. I just it's it's hard to see how well they function cross sets because they do so well together you don't really mind even as much as they don't so maybe we'll touch a little bit more on it again once i've played a little more cross sets or we can play some cross sets yeah stuff i was thinking see. about this the other day the thing i would really want to do is make a good solid D team like you've got eight cards right mm-hmm. so have like five really good D characters that i've got three four dice for which isn't very many of them right now but like a good solid team and then have like three just really cool abilities that wouldn't affect anything else. Maybe even some of the just blank cards from uh, Uncanny. You yeah, know? just a, your ramps, you know, yeah. two costs, three costs with yeah. no text. Just to, Or maybe like Mutate 666 or, uh, beast, you know, yeah. or cool, really cool cards that are low cost that could just add to your team. And that's what um, most of what I've seen build-wise are people drawing on those tried and true favorites from those old sets. Yeah. I mean, Mutate 666 and the other beast, the one that, Get, it, there's one that draws die, and there's one that's a life gainer. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, that Storm Wind Rider, people love. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to particularly see there's uh, a couple of cool cards in D&D that have like a, a kind of anti-overcrush. I think it would be really cool to get some of them against uh, like Wolverine or mm-hmm. or just Throne Car and some superheroes. Um, it just remains to be seen, I guess, in my experience how how well this does cross set yeah. but it looks and i won't be happy until i have batman riding a red dragon killing Yu-Gi-Oh monsters like the little <laughs> annoying ca- cartoon bugs they are with spider-man like just swinging S- next swinging to off, uh, yeah. you know spider-man on a tyrannosaurus rex with a laser gun i don't know you know yeah that's uh that's uh, uh, okay so this is my favorite thing about dice masters mm-hmm. i've been as excited about playing dice masters since someone first taught me how to play the first set right this is my favorite thing is that i can buy a starter and 20 boosters and i feel like with a little bit of trading buying a few dice once they start selling them and a couple of cooler cards Uh that i want for really cheap commons yeah that i've got enough to play some five on five six on six games against my son when he's old enough or my wife or you and me like to play really casually this game really lends itself to playing casually if you want to play it casually. I mean, just like buying like a couple of starter decks and like 10 boosters of magic, you know? Yeah. I mean, but this, I feel like even more cause like it's just so cool. And well, the, the difference between it and magic that's so cool is like magic. There's more cards in a booster. Um, but in dice masters, once you have three or four dice for a character, like you said, those commons might be as good as the super rare for sure. And another, we mentioned that real quick. Um, in the first three sets, you had um, – no, I won't say the first three. The first two superhero sets, um, they had three characters uh, and eight characters in the starter set. So you had 44, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other of each of those characters available, but they were all uncommons. But people call them the rares uh, or run commons. Or so. They oh, had a yeah, funny yeah. name for them because they were so hard to find. For sure. I mean, you could not, like, get – 
beast a beast die to save your life. No. Like you had the two from the starter set, but if you wanted four, you had to you buy were paying four or five set. bucks or buy another starter set, yeah. or just hope you opened a beast. Somewhere. And they were they were rare. They I don't think they actually were rarer, but they were almost as rare as a lot of the rares or super rares. They mm-hmm. were impossible to get. They fixed that. That's now there's three versions of each of the eight characters in the starter, and the other one is a common. Yeah. So like, um, what I was saying is like once you have three or four dice. Getting those other cards might be easy as buying or trading with somebody that you got some commons mm-hmm. that they don't have and vice versa. Or going down to the card shop and getting them 50, 60 cents a card. Suddenly you got those three dice and you had one or two. You go down there and get a couple commons or the uncommon if it's cheap. And now you have four options for those dice. So you can team build so much more. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the super rares so far are Red Dragon, Sturge, Mind Flare, and Tarrasque. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Lance McFarland here pulled a super rare Red Dragon the other day. Yeah, that was a... Uh, why don't you just go ahead and charge me for two more? Boom. Uh, yeah. We were sitting there. We opened... It was fun. Well, like, I grabbed five. He grabbed five. We opened them. Yeah. All right, we'll just get a few, a few more. And then he, you made the... You were like, oh, I'm going to get two more. Go ahead and charge him. Went over there, cracked a pack. Boom. Super rare. And that... That's the one I haven't heard people talking as much about pulling yeah, randomly. The Red Dragon? On, like, uh, Board Game Geek and stuff. Yeah. Because um, I've been hearing a lot of people pulling out Sturge and Mind Flayer. Yeah. Um, it's, it seems... Uh, I, I know they all have the same distribution, but well, it just uh, seems like... People are working on theories about, like, which two come together more commonly. And mm-hmm. it, it uh, with uh, particular U- UXM, Iron Man and Emma Frost seem to come together a lot, but in general they seem to have really tightly fixed the, r- the rarity of the super rares, so you're almost guaranteed to if you buy a gravity feed. Uh, not 100%, but it seems like pretty consensual across the board. Everybody who's bought a gravity feed gets two super rares. My favorite thing about having a game shop here in town that's really focused on Dice Masters mm-hmm. is that uh, they'll start buying your rares and super rares back, mm-hmm. and for me... That's a great way because, I mean, the Super Rare Red Dragon is really cool. Mm-hmm. But if I can sell that back to a store and get 20 more booster packs and get more dice for the other characters so I can really team build, mm-hmm. I don't care about that card. Yeah. I'm not in it for the collectible nature That of just it. paid for your whole starter or whatever. Yeah, or a tournament or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's my, that's my favorite thing. That's what I did with AVX. I don't have any rares or super rares. And I pulled one super rare out of there and a lot of rares. Uh-huh. I don't have any of them because I sold them all back. But I have a ton of stuff to build with. Yeah. Because I sold them all back for, you know, store credit, whatever. Yeah. And they're having a tournament. Is it this Thursday? I think so, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, they usually start those at 6, 7 o'clock. 6 or 7, but they're pretty flexible. I mean, if uh, if they didn't have that many players, I think they'd, you know, time yeah. it whenever they need to. Okay. But it's going to be a rainbow draft. Uh, which is the new format for Dice Masters. That's seem it, people really like it. And um, it'll be uh, all the sets. Uh, I think this no, it's a rainbow draft. So they're uh, or just D and D. Yep, you'll buy fourteen. Uh, it's fifteen dollars. Uh, fourteen for your fourteen packs, and then a dollar for prize support. But you get uh, two st- stacks of seven boosters. You open one of them. You put them all in a pile. You, I don't think you, you might open the other one. Right, I think you just leave those. You draft the first one, which means you pull. So you don't know what rarity or what cards are in the second set of. Well, oh, that's the that kind of cool thing about it is you open your uh, seven packs, you put your cards down, but you put all the dice in the middle, and so does everybody else in your pod. They call them pods. It'll be four to, I think the optimal number is six to a pod, but all the dice from all the cards go in the middle. So you can look immediately and say, okay, there is that many of this out here. So when you draft a card, uh, you're going to have 
I think, two in your hand, and whoever starts the draft is going to start with three. They pick one to keep, and they pass one to the left. You're that guy on the left. You, you have two off of your stack. You just got one from him. You're going to decide one to keep and pass one to the left. All of those seven packs go around until everybody has one. Then you go through those that you got and get one die for each card you got. Then you open the other one, and the draft goes the other way. So you end up with the same amount of cards you got, but you kind of have a choice. And you can – a lot of people – I'm reading um, how a lot of people filled out their rares is they just drafted for rarity to fill out their sets and to see what they could come up with. That's a good idea, too. I think that's one aspect I'm sorely lacking on in the Dice Masters. Are you uh, thinking about going tomorrow? We should we should give it a shot. I would love to. I'm not sure if I'll be able to. My wife's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, one thing I'm area I'm sorely lacking in is uh, draft draft tournament yeah, strategy. Sure. People getting... We've only played that once. That one that first tournament we played in was a uh, Dice Masters draft tournament. Yeah, I've played three. Um, I've gotten th- two of the OP cards from ABX, and I played in one for Uncanny. Cool. So we're both very positive about Dungeons and Dragons Dice Masters. Yes. Definitely my favorite set so far. Cool. Can't wait for DC and what el- what other themes may come. Yes. But D and D Dice Masters, pretty fantastic. Yes. Uh, so go grab a starter set. Grab ten to twenty boosters, and you got enough for two people to play. For sure. For sure. It doesn't have to be the collectible nature of that game. So. But I am collecting it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so Dungeons and Dragons Dice Masters from WizKids Games. <laughs>